2: What? Welcome to the Raw Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review Raw but also SmackDown, NXT, but oh, WWE Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week, complete with a bigger quiz. Of course, on Wrestle Culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael. Oh, Havis.
3: breaking news! I'm going to have to stop you there. Um, I'm just getting word that Adam Wilborn has been replaced as the What Culture podcast host by it's it's Triple H. They've gone with Triple H as the head of all podcasts now. So I'm afraid, like, we'll have to get you out and get Triple H in. He can do his own. How does intro. he have the time? He can do the intro he likes. He can talk about the shows he likes. He's probably going to miss a couple of the AEW ones. I heard there's a bit of bad blood there, but that's not my business <coughs> to attend to. Um, apparently, though, like your future is safe within what culture. They're going to find a nice role for you. They uh, look forward to revealing more at the next <laughs> investor call. And we've uh, wished you nothing but the best in future endeavors, inside or outside of what culture. That's the breaking news now. If we get any further updates on that, of course, we'll naturally inform the listeners. Okay, uh, it's time to look ahead uh, <laughs> to uh,
2: Monday Night
0: Raw.
3: Great work, babe. Oh God! I nearly said "come back, all is forgiven." Then I was like, "No, nothing's forgiven. Never return, you stupid old." F- Stay gone forever, because not only do we not need you anymore, Vince McMahon, but we're quite enjoying the chaos of today and theoretically every other day for the next few months. Yeah, apologies if this Raw preview is
2: uh, a little bit delayed, but, uh, well, WWE and their board of directors decided...
1: It's time to play play the game!
2: (laughs) Yes, uh, we were literally about to head into the studio Hmm. when the news broke uh, that he is now both... VP of Talent Relations
3: and Head of WE Creative, correct? Yes. Uh, like the school holidays slash annual leave system of the United Kingdom, that system does not work. <laughs> on, it doesn't work.
2: I said earlier, I think we should be able to instigate when something like this happens. Mm-hmm. A thing, you know, when they do like in the like uh, in like an army film, and they're like, "All leaves cancelled. Any passes for the weekend have been revoked. Get Sige back off holiday. Yeah. You're not allowed to go
3: away. The Fine. Rest of this <laughs> Where do I sign?
2: So yeah, uh, uh, when I initially made my notes for this uh, podcast, Mm. I mean, everything was up in the air already, Mm -hmm. and I wrote, what happens on Raw without Vince? And I should maybe now change that to, what happens on Raw with Triple H in charge of creative? This is, I mean, there's a little bit of me, I'm not going to do it, because I remember how bad I felt on Saturday morning, and that was when I didn't have to do anything. There's a little bit of me that wants to stay up and watch Monday Night Raw tonight.
3: Yeah, I I have to be honest, Um, when the news broke, one of the first things I did, I was any good um, discerning member of the wrestling media would, was uh, double-check my wife what cereal we had in the cupboard back at home. <laughs> more than I needed to go via ASD on the way back. It's huge news. Uh, it's not the most it's not the most surprising news, is it? Like, we knew Triple H was at that top table. We did wonder how they would try and balance everything in the absence of Vincent Mann. And, of course, it makes sense that they would turn to their existing top people for their existing top jobs. It's typical of WWE to not reach out very far Mm. In times of strife and in times of panic. It is interesting, though, that when we started today, Bruce Pritchard was in this role. Yeah. And now Triple H is in it. it. Bruce Pritchard wasn't in it on Friday morning. So to assume that he'd yet had chance to get a handle on what he would have quite liked to have done for this role is unlikely. To then assume that whatever he had in mind for this role has potentially been replaced by what Triple H would like to do for this role is also unlikely. Ergo... Not to burst any bubbles, a little bit of me thinks that Raw might just go how it was due to go yeah. as of Friday morning, which in WB land could be, there ain't no Raw at all. <laughs> like, they're writing it on the, on, the, on the company jet on the way to the show. But do you see what I mean? Like, the, the rapid changeover and the fact that three people have effectively been head of WB's creative since Friday morning suggests that whatever was already on the docket for Raw, and it, unusually for us, we had pre-existing well, things to stacked. talk about. Well, we had things to talk about. Which for us is a stacked preview. Suggest to me, especially with it being a go-home week SummerSlam, that this might be one to save your sleep counter for because they might try and subdue the chaos in the knowledge that people are looking for it. Not least because it's in home base, Mm. Like, not the DIY shop. It's in Madison Square Garden tonight, uh, which typically will help WWE atmospherically, if nothing else. There's normally a hot crowd in Madison Square Garden. The garden will always be the garden, Vinny. Yeah, they won't let me in the building. Well, the garden's not the garden anymore, then, Vinny. <laughs> but it'll, you know, bring with it the prestige that it always does. There are, of course, big returnees coming to Raw. You get to fast forward the first 20 minutes, assuming that who we think is going to enter in the opener enters in the opener. So yeah, this is going to be a big night, but I it's I don't know. I don't wanna I don't wanna get anybody overexcited on this preview that they're gonna turn on and it's just gonna be New boss triple H. Suck it, suck it, suck it! <laughs> and general, new number contender, the road dog! <laughs> let's go, baby! Yeah, it all starts tonight, all that kind of Maybe it will. Maybe it will. Um, but yes, I just I would approach that with caution, but indeed approach this role with some trepidation because there's some stuff on it.
2: Yeah. I think it's gonna come out and uh Steph and Trips are gonna be there, and uh Trips is gonna say um thank you to everyone for their kind words. Uh let's do another thank you, Vince Chant. Uh, cool. In fact, in fact, uh, Vince, something came in the mail today. Um, do you know what it was? These nuts. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> it,
3: look it, it, it! No more. Just, I love that. I love you. Uh, you. I love you too. I, I kind of hate that, love you, because you're going through the motions and you're, yeah, Vince, something came in the mail today. and My brain went, something in, like, we're going to do it anyway. That couldn't come in the mail. Nine days couldn't come in the mail. Time to play the game couldn't come in the mail. Then I was like, he's going to get to the bollocks button. He's going to press the bollocks. Triple H's bollocks in the post. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's like this rule could do like three million easily. It'll have the eyes of the wrestling world at least paying attention. And that's not nothing because WWE has had a problem with recapturing. It's not so much its lapsed fans. There is definitely an audience for WWE. Now we've seen some of the numbers bottom out and they've never reached those lows again. But from... The, yes, admittedly, our curated timelines of a Tuesday morning, not a lot of raw discussion, is there? It doesn't tend to come up. We said this around TV14. Maybe, just maybe, that would have a few people tuning in. Just curiosity's sake to see if they see any differences. You might get that tonight. You might get a few people watching and looking for the Triple H signatures. Remember when Paul Heyman took over and the same thing happened there? Got the briefest of spikes because there were just curiosity views. And then sure enough, yeah, there's uh, three simultaneous cooking angles. Uh, somebody tried to sneak in a swear word and somebody's cutting a work shoot promo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a Paul Heyman show. Switch back off. This is a much bigger change. Potentially, it's a much, much bigger change. Um, I just hope that when any wrestlers, when this all plays out and we get, so let it uh, play uh, out uh, and we all see exactly what this is going to look like under Triple H's I was going to say nose, but I guess under his watch. Perhaps the wrestlers that are unhappy with their new creative direction can raise a complaint with the uh, head of talent relations. <laughs> I just, I want them to feel like they've got an avenue with which they can you know, exert their frustrations.
2: I also like the idea mentally of uh, one of the writers backstage walks into the boss's office. Um, all right, boss, yeah, we've been working on this all week long. Uh, here's the script for all do your
3: thing, rip it up, yell in my face. Trips looks looks He goes, yeah, looks <laughs> good. What? And even that writer's like a lifer as well. So the last time we handed a script to Triple H, Triple H said, am I th- going over? <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder if you know who I'm thinking of today. Uh, Sasha Banks. I mean, let's get to her in a minute. It's the people that aren't on camera. As, Triple, as Stephanie herself said, the riggers, whoever else that does it, daddy, who who makes the <laughs> wrestling show, daddy. But like all the people that you never hear about, you never see the non the non famous people. There has been somebody or some people backstage for decades, decades because this company still cannot move forward. That every week get to the TV arena and go and find the nearest printer. Remember them and print out on bordered A4 paper a bunch of arrows saying to Vince's office to catering. You see him backstage in twenty four seven documentaries. What are they going to do today? Because Triple H is going to be like, nah, like you don't need to put them on the wall. Just tell people where my offices. Is. Send a text out or something. Yeah, but we've got like 300 sheets of paper with arrows pointing at everybody. <laughs> uh, attention, ancient. Just send one text to all the talents in Triple H's office is in room 64. It's going to be an arrow section in the crowd. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Triple H's uh, office, if you need him, is in 64B. Send text. But, like Vince likes to spend two hours putting pieces of paper up on the wall with arrows on A4 paper, and in the office it's got a, a Roman whipping his slaves. Yeah, text will do. What? Well, what should we do
2: with the giant dinosaur school?
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I bought that. I'll have that back. I still got the receipt. That's fine. I'll take it back to the works. You no, know, um, yeah. Me and you have today. It, there is a sense of chaos in the air. It's fun. Me and you have decided we have figured out how this current problem is in fact a solution to another WWE problem, which is the contract status of Sasha Banks, isn't it? Mm. Triple H did nothing but nurture the blossoming career of Sasha Banks in NXT. So she is the first person that he rings today to say, uh, "Oh man's gone, I got you a pay rise, I got you a push, and you have my trust and undivided attention. Can I see you at SummerSlam? And she says, yes. And we've just, uh, I'm going to build on top of it now. Bailey makes a surprise return. I'm People go, oh, my God, Bailey's here. And then before she can say a word, Sasha makes a surprise return. People go, oh, my God, Sasha's here. And then match her tag team. I'll let you p- pick the rest.
2: Bring back the tag titles.
3: No, oh my God.
2: Bring back the Iconics.
3: And then Naomi's like, "Well, hang on a second. And you're like, "Oh, actually, yeah, you too." She joins the bloodline. We well, should have known.
2: <laughs> well, speaking of the bloodline, Roman Reigns returns <laughs> to Raw tonight. Not only will he come out and cut an epic promo, no doubt, to start the show, mm-hmm. reminding everyone that this is his kingdom, regardless of whoever
3: gets the right title of. What do you think he's going to do to Brock at SummerSlam, and what do you think he's going to do to Riddle? And the uh, Street Profits tonight. Mm, it's a good question. It's a very good question.
2: I'm going to say smash him. you going to smash him. I reckon so. I, I, every time he says it, I get it. Oh. Oh. Honestly, I love him so much.
3: I get it. Oh. Oh. And, uh, I think of smash. You know the instant mashed potato. Oh, uh, yeah.
2: Instant mashed potato. Smash in a box. get a smash.
3: Yeah. Smash potato in a box. And old rule, same as always. If you can eat it out of a bowl... It's good. <laughs> much potato, like, Cedric's off, but I can still dispense the cooking information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get a box of smash. Add water. <laughs> into
2: bowl. of when my mum wrote me a, a recipe book when mm-hmm. I went to university, because I was just been so sheltered living at home. I yeah. could make, like, two meals. And, and some one of them, of them was were toast, like, and the other some, was... It. Yeah, some of them were, like, put frozen peas in, you know, thing. Yeah. Pour boiling water on them. Wait. <laughs>
3: serve, and then, like, eat. Like, eat was part of the instructions.
2: Oh, did everything except
3: eat them. Um, Can I see this book? Asking for a friend.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I've probably still got it somewhere. Uh, But, yeah, not only is Roman Reigns talking some big game at the start of this show, no Mm -hmm. doubt ahead of SummerSlam. It's the go-home show, after all. He's in action. The Bloodline, that's uh, Roman Reigns and the Usos, against the Street Profits, who, of course, are going to be fighting for the tag titles at SummerSlam, and Riddle, so Seth Rollins is probably going to interfere at some <laughs> point.
3: Yeah, this feels... Has this happened before? Because it certainly feels like it. Riddle and the Street Profits versus the Bloodline. Possibly. Uh, yeah, it's I get it. It's um, It feels like they, they did this going into the Riddle-Roman feud. Uh, the Riddle-Roman uh, singles match. Maybe they've not done this exact combination. But it doesn't feel fresh, even though Roman Reigns wrestling on Raw does, I guess. I can't see this getting a finish because why would you at this point? Why would you have um, Riddle lose when he's going into this big match with Seth? that is kind of that Seth playing gatekeeper at SummerSlam. Why would you have uh, the Street Profits lose when theoretically you're going to have them win the tag battles on Sunday? Why would you have the Usos lose when they're the champions that are supposed to be the dominant members of the bloodline, blah, blah. And Roman Reigns simply does not lose and especially not on television, not on the go home segment of Monday Night Raw. So the no-finish feels inevitable, and I'm going to go with... So the match itself will serve to put over all the key components, and I'm going to go with WWE trying to remember what has worked in the past and both Usos being put through a table by Montez Ford jumping off a balcony, ala Jeff Hardy or, or Kofi Kingston. Whoa. The big Madison Square Garden moment for the you know impending megastar WWE kind of signposting that one of these days this person will mean something. And uh, that being the big sort of takeaway from the match after, I don't know, maybe maybe Theory gets a licking on Roman tonight. Maybe clips him like he's selling the injury off Brock. He's got the taped ribs or whatever. And he clips Roman across the back of the head with a briefcase and scarpers. And it doesn't keep Roman down forever. But Roman's seen him and he's, right, I've got be, to be mindful of him. You can throw the, the riddle Seth thing that you pitched. Ultimately, you can throw 100 million people in this because at least everybody is actually working SummerSlam. Mm. So they might as well do their crazy. I cannot believe this is the one thing we didn't want to happen (laughs) by bringing all these opponents together and not banning interference, let's say. I could just see all of the multiple overlapping matches folded into this. I'm going to yes and
2: you. I like what you've done. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to add a little bit extra. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, there's a DQ or some bollocks with Rollins getting involved. Um... An attacking riddle. That takes him out of picture. Street provis take the Usos out, complete with the Montez Ford. Big frog splash off the roof of the yep. garden. <laughs> right, that takes that out of picture. Who's left? Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. Who stand there. Boo,
3: boo, 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 boo.
2: <coughs> One's in the air, yep. along with me at home. Looks like they're about to leave. Turn to go. No Brock Lesnar. He's going to do SmackDown, probably. They, they always have to be on different mm-hmm. shows, don't they? Row Rage around into a guitar shop. Thoughts?
3: No, mate, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. No notes. Absolutely zero notes. I uh, I cannot see how that will not set the stall out for real SummerSlam main better Jeff Jarrett that he's going to call things right down in the middle on Saturday. Do <laughs> the King of the Mountain. At the next. <laughs> He's got like so much stroke huh? backstage now that he can uh, <laughs> that he can even get his TNA music played.
1: <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Gigi Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh.
2: a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/WhatCulture today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H E L P.com/WhatCulture. Uh, it is a go-home show, though, as you mentioned, ahead of SummerSlam. Yeah. Uh, any more matches could be added? Tonight show, like, are we getting tonight? It, it strikes me if it's going to happen, surely you put it in MSG on the go home show, potentially related to the 20 year celebration that we'll talk about in a minute. Mm-hmm. But could we see the return of Edge tonight?
3: Yes, definitely. Um, Edge coming back tonight to uh help honor Rey Mysterio when the judgment day attempted to ruin it and all that kind of stuff. I could well see that. And to be fair, it's not been that great, it's been broadly predictable but they have at least built to this moment. Yeah. Last week's segment was risible trash. Dominic was too, okay, okay, I'll join the judgment day. Those aren't the rules, no, Dom. It, it doesn't work like that. Well, that's specifically what you said is how it was going to work, Damien, and it didn't. So it was really, really stupid, but like, whatever, I think WWE had the same situation that they found themselves in a lot of time is they've just been delaying themselves all along because you will recall, Wilborn, that... I think it was in the build to WrestleMania 35, 2019, 2019, what a time. Uh, we didn't know the tumult that was going to exist between oh. then and now today. But what we did know was that when uh, WWE teased that Dominic Mysterio would be ringside for Rey Mysterio's with Samoa Joe, that they wouldn't pay that off because th- they teased that and a lot of people on the internet, got on the on internet, threw it in their Google machines <laughs> that, uh, oh, Dominic's going to be ringside, is he? Maybe, uh, maybe he'll, he'll turn on his dad. I mean, you scoffed at that. I remember specifically. We, uh, we sat in the office mm. and scoffed. And we said, what they'll probably do is not even have him at ringside and just drop that thread entirely and then not acknowledge it. <laughs> and sure enough, that's exactly how it went. Exactly as we called. And that's the theme. Because exactly as we called two years ago, yeah. three years ago, three yeah. years ago, 4S Mini 35, exactly as we called on the Raw, after Vince McMahon retired from WWE and Triple H took over as head of creative and a Madison Square Garden stage was set for Edge to return to tag team with Rey Mysterio <laughs> against a heel turned Finn Balor and Damian Priest in a stable called of judgment day that's actually started by Edge like less than two months earlier, just as we'd said all of that, we also laid out that Dominic Mysterio, in the heat of the celebration, fueled by jealousy, would lift his father onto his shoulders, <laughs> as if he was gonna say, Cheer my father, yeah. WrestleMania 10 in Madison Square Garden, the roster held Brett on his shoulders. Do what for my father, what you all did for Brett Hart. And then, check yourself, prepare yourself, because <laughs> I don't think you're ready for this jelly. Bang! Electric chair yes. on the Madison Square Garden ramp. Like we always yes. said And we the point was, we were trying to make was this can't happen until Vince is gone. We were very, very clear about exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah. why they've teed this all up for the raw after Vince's departure. This wasn't getting a lot of play on Friday when the news broke of Vince's no, retirement. Well no, no. I, you know, jealousy is an ugly, ugly trait. And I think people were showing their jealousy, deciding not to acknowledge acknowledge us, that we were smashing the predictions as early as three years ago. Yeah. And I, for one, look forward to it. Like, it'll be nice tomorrow on Raw, not to take a victory lap, because <laughs> we're not them sort of people, but just to simply say, we've told
2: you so. Yeah, quite right. But I do think Edge returns as well tonight. Oh, yeah, that and all. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, think you're right. Match,
3: SummerSlam, Edge and Ray versus Judgment Day.
2: Yeah, I think it's one of those where uh, if you've been paying any attention to those little vignettes, it's not Sting,
3: it's <laughs> no. not the fiend, <laughs> it's Edge's chin. It's Edge. The fiend. Oh, God, please let it be the fiend. Imagine Triple H takes over and it turns out he was a huge fiend guy. He's straight <laughs> on the phone to Brea right now. Bring your gear, Bray. What gear? Paul, you know what gear? Paul, I've
2: got um, Sasha on the phone. She wants to talk to you.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell her I'll call her back.
2: <laughs> it's
3: Wyndham there. He's been uh, knocking on Vince's office for like three years, Triple H, after the Wednesday Night War going, let me in there, uh, dad. Da. <laughs> He's, He's finally made it through.
2: Yes, I think it's going to be judgment day, maybe with a returning Rhea Ripley, numbers advantage, oh, yeah. beat down on the Mysterios, or just, yeah, uh, shenanigans. Mm-hmm to ruin the celebration, and... Uh,
3: Big question. <laughs> you never did. Well, that's going to go, isn't it? It's going to be, you think you know me, <laughs> Well, Edge, you've got hair extensions. Oh, Because he cut his hair for the gimmick, and then they were like,
2: don't like you anymore. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, what's, he's in that halfway house right mm-hmm. now, isn't he? Yeah. Because he can't have it. I mean, he'd look like... What would he look like? Like me at university. <laughs> where I use my money for beer instead of haircuts.
3: Indie Edge. Landfill Indie Edge. He's kind of Landfill Wrestler Edge at points, isn't he, in this comeback?
2: Yeah. I mean, I kind of hope he does the brood entrance he did it at SummerSlam as well. People
3: really like that, didn't they? With the glasses and his big gangrel swagger and big toothy smile. I'd be up for it. Bloodbath on the Judgment Day, but it's purple. It's purple Ooh. goo. Well, we could bring blood back now. Oh, Put yeah. Back. TV 14, isn't it? Yeah. Although, Edge probably got a lot of purple goo when he was leader of the Judgment Day and thought, what the bloody hell am I going to use this for? Like, the purple goo shop aren't giving me a refund. He's just bought something called the Sexy Bitch. I think it's a boat. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, in terms of, sort of just to bring this on, you haven't told you this in advance, but I, I think you can you roll this punch. In terms of 20 years of Rey Mysterio, what are some of your f- genuinely favourite moments of his?
3: Um, I was legitimately impressed with how... So he had this terrible end to his time in WCW. And I was legitimately impressed how WWE were wise enough to put the mask back on and then allow Rey Mysterio to wrestle like Rey Mysterio. I think the time of yes, he's got this incredible physique, which like you know probably wasn't the best for his knees at one point and whatnot. But I think there's a guy that had this very, very defined WCW Cruiserweight style in an era where everybody was told to slow it down, make him wait, make him come, sell, all that sort of stuff. He didn't seem to do that. Like, Rey Mysterio, especially in his first few years, just you're reminded of these electrifying matches he had with Kurt Angle. This tag team with Edge comes from that era where he just made this immediate impact where it felt like he'd been one of WWE's best technical wrestlers mm-hmm. all along. He'd been the Ross Fall of five minutes. Had a cruiserweight title match with Matt Hardy that was the main event of a SmackDown. Like, he was... Like, that like thing about, like, rising tide, raising all ships. Like, he was a one-man rising tide. <laughs> yes. and everybody that came and worked with him was suddenly risen as a result. Just that like a natural baby face. I've never been like the biggest Rey Mysterio guy, but I find his star aura so undeniable mm. that I just admire that he continues to do it. This, the return in 2018 was one of my favorite moments yeah. because he'd been gone quite a while and WWE hadn't really, it felt a bit spiteful when he went. So they hadn't really made a big push for his return or anything like that. And he came back just looking as good as he'd ever looked. And fit as a fiddle, the series with Andrade was just absolutely luxurious. There was absolutely no right for the matches to be as good as they were, considering how little story they were. And it was just a series of never-ending rematches. So, yeah, in terms of consistency and quality, he'll probably be one of the more underrated wrestlers ever because WWE forces you to just watch guys over and over and over and over again uh, and even raise work when it becomes a little bit... Normalized, and you say, Oh, yep, yeah, there he is with his uh 619 on um, yeah, yeah, there he is with his west coast pop. That's really good. Uh, oh, yep, yeah, there's a frog splash. Lovely. You might be sitting there at home going, Whatever, you're in the building, and Rey Mysterio stuff some of the loudest of the night and some of the reactors yeah. are amazing. He, like, the response to a Rey Mysterio spot is absolutely infectious, and about three million. Indie workers owe him a fraction of their paychecks yes. for using a six one nine as their finisher.
2: I uh I still remember seeing him in person when we got him in WCPW mm. and just being overwhelmed just seeing him walking about first yeah. of all. and uh, got lucky enough to interview him as well. And then I got to see him in matches against like Ricochet and Will Ospreay and mm. my joy, like it was just like I'd seen him a million times. I've seen all the moves, a lot of the moves that he did. Mm. In person, it's just next level, and yeah. it's ridiculous. And you take his age into account and all that to be incredibly patronising. But it's an, it's well, the mask
3: helps makes you forget. Yeah, yeah. It's like Sting's pin.
2: He's just amazing, and I'm going to be very intrigued to see tonight because, like, for me, it was obviously the rumble and then the the WrestleMania world title win and what have you was some really vivid memories of mm. his. I didn't know about him in WCW, and then who's there jumping out? There? Oh, there yeah, he is! Yeah. Great, a great arrival. You're completely right. But I'm very intrigued to see how they edit around him in, him winning the WWE Championship.
3: Uh, Ray won yeah.
2: the WWE title and you lost sixty seconds later. Good hour,
3: solid hour with the belt, Ray. Nice one, good legacy.
2: I also love when when Cena wins that because obviously they're on they're like mm. like modern day AEW onto the next. Got to right? get Punk out. He literally Cena's like he's like hobbling about, and you know Cena's like, oh come here, buddy. And uh, the ref races seen his arm and he just lets go of Ray Mysterio, who collapses. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, anyway, I'm the world champion. <laughs> 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 oh, get out of the way, Ray. But um, yeah, what a, what a true pro. Mm-hmm. And, you know, credit to him. You know, Dominic Mysterio is a source of controversy mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, opinions on how, whether or not he's improved since we first saw him. Because I think when we first saw him, Watched him get his ass handed to him at
3: SummerSlam. Two years ago this weekend against Seth Rollins. And it was
2: very exciting. I don't know whether or not he has truly developed mm. a great deal since then, but no, credit to him. They, they've made this intriguing storyline, and he's going to The fuck out of his dad tonight. Oh, yeah. It's that's different. good. All right, let's conclude by talking about Impulsive TV. That's Logan Paul's, uh, the name of his podcast, and you know, that's a thing that people, do. <laughs> I know a bit about him. I know a lot of people yeah. don't. Uh, he's going to have The Miz on there tonight, and he's presumably going to set up that match, potentially with AJ Styles in his corner against Champa. Uh, either way, someone's going to be talking about Tiny Walls.
3: Tiny balls. Um, There is not beyond Tiny balls A single thought in my head for how this can be any different to The Miz having Logan Paul on Miz TV. Um, last, to be fair... Last week, Tommaso... Like, main event, it, didn't it? They put the, yeah. sp- the main event spotlight on it last week where Champa was there as the Miz's second and Paul was overmatched, I guess, by the 2-on-1. It's not the most riveting stuff, let's be honest. I'm curious, more than the inevitable setup of either splitting it to a tag match or making it, you know, a wrestler in each corner sort of thing. That's not said the Miz isn't the wrestler. I just mean <laughs> AJ, AJ and Champa in the corners. Uh, how... How, if any, will the Madison Square Garden fans respond to Paul as the babyface? Will there be any sort of vitriol targeted his way? Because New York is typically one of the more progressive and free-thinking markets. And WWE now doesn't really like its crowds to be free-thinking. It likes its Mm. crowds to say thank you, Vince, when it asks for it. And a lot of them do it. So, whereas a lot of us might be thinking, ah, he was such a good heel, was Logan Paul, because he was able to turn those natural characteristics up to 11 WWE see a celebrity and go, nope, babyface and babyface that wins no less. He's gonna back up his words with a big win on Saturday. Can that sustain itself in Madison Square Garden or will he be booed? I I it's it's just not Do you reckon they'll try and do something where like Miz comes out before the
2: show starts and just says,
3: New York sucks Yeah. I probably, yeah. You know, Logan Paul was backstage before, and you know what he was saying he was saying New York was the greatest city on earth. <laughs> I called him an asshole. Very like, so simple sometimes. Yeah. Uh, it is. Cause we'd be the same. We'd be like, I live there. Yeah. I'd put your hand up in there. Like I am I've said this to you before. Whenever I go to a Newcastle show, I have to like not out myself as a Sunland fan and get decked, because inevitably some heel was like uh and after that, like, Corbin, it'd be perfect for Corbin. I can't wait to get out of this bum-ass town and go for drinks with my buddies in Sunderland. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, <laughs> oh, that's me. Oh, God. Like, <laughs> somebody's throwing a brick. <laughs> but, yeah, um, they tend to have an easier ride with it. Maybe it'll be fine. I, c- I just can't see it having much consequence other than the the staging of AJ and as the as the heavies for... Yeah, I think it's fairly obvious how you play this out.
2: Logan Paul comes in. Just some bad comedy probably about Miz's tiny balls. Tiny balls. Miz gets riled up. The only thing
3: worse than your balls, Miz, the only thing tinier than your tiny balls is your tiny numbers uh, for Miz and Mrs. I can't imagine a show that would rate lower than Miz and Mrs. (laughs) Tiny ratings.
2: Am I right? And I think Miz is going to say like, yeah, very good. I saw what you did last week, right? But there's two of us. There's only one of you. And Champa can, you know, cut off the bit where, because Logan Paul legged it obviously last week after mm. they went after him, and Champa can hold a chair or whatever, and all you have to do is have Logan Paul say, oh, so you're going to have, whether you want to do, so, you know, Miz versus Logan Paul one-on-one with Champa in his corner, yep. or you want to do a straightforward tag match which, you know, hides the problems, the flaws that mm. these people can have. Well, if you I decided if you and your tiny balls <laughs> want to champer in your corner, I'm gonna have someone who's phenomenal
3: in mind, huge beb. huge A j Styles on the card. yeah, why not? You know, like can I say something completely unrelated to this fairly boring collection of celebrities? <laughs> melt your brain. Is that within six to eight months? And certainly in an attempt to dominate and indeed keep the pro wrestling conversation, if not be able to put its opposition in the mud, but certainly in order to make WWE the preeminent force in professional wrestling again, certainly in terms of the discourse and all the other areas in which it has kind of lost these little, these smaller battles Mm. to. Triple H booking Cody Rhodes' road to WrestleMania where he becomes WWE Universal Champion.
1: Oh my God.
3: It's just... Most insane (laughs) crack like AW forms, AW crushes NXT, Triple H loses all credibility forever. Kodo literally breaks his throne on the first pay per view, and the two of them combine to like say, We're giving WrestleMania back to the wrestling fans. uh, And that's and that's these are the two, and this is how it happens. We're gonna be there to see it happen. Uh, You keep talking this into existence, I I like
2: it, I like it. Mrs. asked me the other day there was a big uh, lottery thing here in the UK, uh, like 190 million, didn't win, but um, we were doing the whole...
3: I want a twist, that would be, I want to tell you on this podcast, template, uh, I won, so uh, F you, smash me in the face with a laptop, <laughs> leave me on the floor, I'll see you later, this podcast never going to be heard by anybody, Mug, pull the wire out, just doing the whole conversation, <laughs> 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 you got a I'm a But <laughs> Literally, I was like,
2: what would you do with that sort of money? And I was like, I don't know, like nice house somewhere, yeah. give some give some money to our friends, family, charity, all the usual stuff. Nice holiday somewhere and back of my head, it's just me in LA with you, <laughs> with this sacrifice playing by the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to sacrifice, where am I in this scenario? I uh, don't you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> Still eating brisket for some reason, even
3: though we're in LA, just, i will get, <laughs> <over>. Fly, <laughs>
2: get flying over, I'm getting flying over, I've got, I'm getting over, I'm million pounds, so don't care. I don't want to sacrifice.
3: <laughs> he's just looking on Louisa's face, dead in her eyes, and go. Don't know about you, but I feel good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, let's know your thoughts ahead of. Hang on. Monday Night Raw. I can't wait for her to open the show in opposite lines. <laughs> uh, let's know he's done. On Twitter, at WhatCultureWWE. Watch that so you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamlet at...
3: Michael Hamlet.
2: Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. Make sure you subscribe to what Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcast from. For daily wrestling podcasts, the SmackDown review is available right now. The Rampage review is available on news all about AW and the breaking news all about Triple H being made head of WWE Creative. All available as podcasts right now. And our review of this show will drop into your feed if you subscribe... As soon as it is released tomorrow, and if you want to suggest something short, crap, and wrestling-related for us to review instead of a segment, I can't think of what it could be uh, from RAW that isn't any good. Um, make sure you do that by subscribing to What Cult Dressing and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. But for now, this has been the RAW preview. My thanks to Michael Hampton. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Hold
1: up.